It's John. It's John. Gluten is not your problem. Conversations with culinary chameleon, modern-day renaissance man, and my friend Walter Schmidt. Join us for insights, musings, and rants on food culture, life, the universe, and more. Please enjoy. I've never been canoeing. No? Have you? Uh, well, a few times. They had it at the... Wait, did we go in a canoe together? We did. You and I have been canoeing. Oh. We were the only ones that didn't get stuck on the riverbank fighting. Was, I don't know how we did. The, the I don't couples. know how we got through it. <laughs> I just kept paddling. Yeah. Well, I didn't argue. We got through it. Yeah. No, there was like... Yeah, it was like our first thing that we did down here. Mm-hmm. You're like, yeah, let's go on this canoe ride. And we went up to Russian River Valley, mm-hmm. right? Russian River. Yeah, it was all these married couples... Fighting. Yes, they you were put fighting. Put us all in the water, and everyone's like on the side, like I said, paddle backwards, and like right, because you have to do it the other. opposite. Right. The, the, if you want to go right, you have to paddle to yeah. the left. Right. Just let me do it, and they'd start trying. And the, the one couple fell over, and you and I just like mm-hmm. we had our just kept going and, and bucket of chicken. Is, oh, that's this is back when I was we were in Napa. Mm-hmm. So you were still drinking. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's the only way we made it through it. Yes, <laughs> I think too was that. We took, you know, you, we had jobs. You were navigating, mm-hmm. so you were in the front, and then I was just kind of propulsion. So I would just keep going, and you no, would say, the "Back steers," or maybe that was the so other you way. Were steering, maybe I was, but I was like in the front, saying, "Go right, go left." Okay, and I was like, "No, yeah. we're going right," and I was just. Yeah. Um, and you did a great job of steering, man. You, we, we both got there. Yeah. Um, but that's the only time I've ever been canoeing. Yeah. Well, I mean, at the Camp Wolani, the the campfire, because there's the campfire girls, right? Even though I'm a boy, my parents sent me to campfire camp also. Which Why? Because <laughs> the... it was camp. They were like, send the kids to camp and then we can go. But you're what I, not a campfire want. girl, but you went no, they to had, camp with the well, they campfire had a, boy? They had a cabin for boys. At the campfire girls. Right. Well, it was campfire girls campfire camp. And they had all the cabins and stuff. But then across the lake on the other side was one cabin, the A-frame, where the boys they just sent us over there. <laughs> and that's where I learned how to canoe. And and uh, mm-hmm. Hemlock was our the name of our, our leader. He taught us. He took us into the woods and taught us how to shoot bows and arrows. Which the Hemlock bows, was the. They all had tree names, you know. I'm Douglas Fir. <laughs> what? Let's Where? go make beaded necklaces. You know, Did you like, make those? Did you do all this? Yeah, they had like different tents every day. You just walk around, like go to different tents, like get like yeah, little crafts and arts and things, mm-hmm. and write letters to your mom and dad, and you had like money. All the money got taken away from you and given to the store. Like they had a little, a little store, what? and so you could buy like candy and stuff. But they would regulate it. Like you couldn't just like your parents would give you each, you know, twenty bucks, five bucks, ten bucks. They would put it in the store, so you could go up to the store and be like, "Yes, my name is, you know, Walter, and I would like some milk duds, <laughs> and I would also like, you know, some soda pop." And they're like, "Well, you can only spend so, so much, much a day, day. Got it. on candy because you know that's the rule. You could buy your friends candy, be like." Some for my friends, you know, you could, you know, if they didn't get, you know, if they didn't have money for the things, anyway. But yeah, so that's that was take your friends out for milk duds and soda. Hey, you know, (laughs) I'm that kind of guy. So you went camp. You you were in the girl in in campfire. Yes, campfire kids. Girls camp. Yes, Yes. it's up in by Vanita. You know where they do the the. Mm -hmm. the, That's not that far out of town. Like by Big's Hiuhihi. Do you know where that is? Excuse me. What? Oh man. So if you're driving out to Vanita from Eugene. You come to this crossroads. There's a Dairy Queen over here, 
And if you take a right, there's this fucked up little place called Biggs High Uhihi, home of the world's largest burger. I went there one time and one time only with two of my friends. We were on a, uh, a shitty burger kick. Like, we would go to all the horrible burger places around town, and we heard about Biggs High Uhihi. And we went out there, and we're sitting there waiting for our horrible burgers. And they came out green and gross. And the woman who was grilling them, we could see her through the window. She was chewing tobacco and, like, drooling on the, like, griddle. It was it was horrible. It was horrible. And while we're sitting there, this, like, this team, I know, it must have been, like, 12, um, I don't know, what was the, the, the nomenclature? I don't know if they were from Mexico, but... It was a group of Latino, I, mean, I don't mm-hmm. know, this brown family... Mm-hmm. Mom, dad, several children, aunt, uncles, like, they're all marched through. Um, and they go straight to the back of this place. No, not into the dining area. They're, like, into the back room. And they were followed by three or four state troopers with, like, the green Oregon State Troopers jackets. And they just kind of disappeared in the back. And we're like, we should leave soon. <laughs> like, I don't know what's going on with the Sadies or with, you know, I'm not going to eat this burger. This is terrible. <laughs> and yeah, in the corner, like right up there by the window where the food would come out, was like this big plasticized giant hamburger. It was it, just as green as the one they actually serve you. It was pretty terrible. Big so you didn't eat it? Didn't eat it. It was green. It was weird. It was shaped like a food. It was like one of those weird oblong burgers. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was gross. But if you take a left and you go past the Dairy Queen, that's where you go to, you find yourself at the Camp Walani campfire campground there's this burger speaking of bad burgers mm-hmm. and stuff like that i was doing some uh, doing some research on burgers and um because that's what i do it's called the blooper burger and they serve it at the atlanta braves stadium and where's that indiana indiana uh atlanta georgia georgia okay yes Sorry. um so this source. the blooper burger is four cheeseburger patties a foot-long hot dog, four chicken tenders. Wait, when you say four cheeseburger, but you're talking burger and cheese, burger and cheese, burger yes. and cheese, burger and cheese. I assume so, yes. Patties. Yes. Four cheeseburger patties, a foot-long hot dog, four chicken tenders, lettuce, tomato, onions, jalapenos. on the burger? Yes, and tater tots on Texas toast. Have you seen a picture of this? Yes, it comes in, it's kind of like built into like so a big ends, boat. So the the hot dog is hanging off the end? Yeah. Kind, like, or are they kind of folding a, it? Are I think they... it's laid out more open face. Well, that's just sad. They're not even going to commit to the format. No, it was kind of like laid out. Yeah, it was kind of open face. Pick it up and put it in your face like a... It just seemed like too much. It sounds like too much. I mean, it's Texas no... Toast, too? Was that the last thing you yeah. said? Yeah. <laughs> Texas Toast is useless. I'm sorry, Texas, but your toast sucks. Why, do you, why don't you like Texas Toast? Because it's just, it's just twice as thick, but then they toast it on the side. So it's like... It's really soft. It doesn't... It just mushes down to the size of regular toast. It doesn't stand up like it should. It doesn't stand for... up. It doesn't do anything. It's just a lot of crusty nonsense. I don't know. I've hated Texas toast every time I'm approached with it. Except, actually, with a good uh, Tell me. lobster roll. Take a piece of Texas toast, you slice it down the middle. So, you, basically, it's two pieces of bread. Because that's all Texas toast is. Just a double-wide mm-hmm. fucking trailer of bread. Because that's all they're really capable of producing in that horrible place. And then, yeah, but they leave the bottom half kind of still together and then they jam the lobster roll in that and so this brings me thank you for bringing this up um brings me to my next point um excuse me lobster okay now i grew up lobster was a delicacy 
lobster was this thing that we would be you didn't as a kid you didn't get lobster oh, lobster was not, not yeah, lobster no. tail was lobster like surf and turf mm-hmm. was like that was like the thing out of yeah. my out of reach that Absolutely. was for adults and that was on special occasions right. only yes. and so Lobster was always to me like something that was absolutely special, yeah. right? And I found that lobster has made its way into every manner of junk food these days. We you see it in nachos. nachos. We have lobster nachos at my work. Um, yeah. Lobster corn dogs. Mm-hmm. Um, where else? I mean, the lobster roll is more traditional and it comes from a place where they catch lobsters abound, yeah. right? Yeah. But out here we don't we don't get that on this on this side of the country. We shouldn't, but and we shouldn't. We're hunting them to extinction. Yes. But I'm just like, when, when did this happen, and why did this happen? And I mean, lobster just well, doesn't seem when, special anymore. So, so you had like the upper class and the middle class and the lower class, right? Mm-hmm. So the upper class were eating lobster. Mm-hmm. This was like a common trope of them. It was like it was dipping in garlic sauce or butter sauce and drinking martinis. You know, wearing their little black ties. Yes. And there's the middle class who would maybe do that on special occasion, very special New occasions. Year's Eve. New Year's Eve, anniversaries, what have you. And then there's the lower class is like, I wonder what that's like, right? But then yes. the, the middle class are like, you know what? I want this more. Like maybe I'm not, you know, like credit cards started getting, you know, in the 80s, like money became like the, the, the gray area between upper and middle class. And then you had upper middle class, mm-hmm. you know? So then it's like, oh, are you middle class? Like, no, we're upper middle. Like, you know, yes, my credit's stretched to the limit, and but I can I'm... barely afford my house, but I can go and have these things, you know. So whatever that economic wave kind of looked like in our country at that time, you know, late eighties, early nineties, when mm-hmm. you know everyone's doing so well, the markets so far up, you know, you know Clinton's in the house and everyone's happy and. Was it a, uh, what do they call it, um, work, um, unemployment was at an all-time low. It was like, a, like below 8% at one mm-hmm. point. So yeah, there was a lot of money in the country and we kind of dissolved that whole middle class. There was, nobody wanted to be middle class. You were all upper middle class. So then we're all going to drink, we're going to have lobster. So company, they had to up their game for producing lobster. They had to find more lobster to provide for the demand. Because now all of a sudden people could afford it. It just, it just seems so so sad in a way. And I, I don't know. I just I don't find it to be... There's nothing special anymore? Well, this yeah. caviar is still pretty gross. Go and eat all that. It's like $75 <laughs> an ounce. Ugh. And I think caviar is all Only about... Only the elite the... will eat that. <laughs> It's all about the the bellinis, the little pancakes, and the Mm -hmm. creme fraiche, and all the little accoutrement. And um, I don't know, man. And maybe lobster isn't all that great anyway. Maybe it never really was. Maybe it was just the butter. Yeah, but no, it's just the butter and the garlic. Right? It's just. It's just. It doesn't taste like anything. It's just shrimp. Yeah, and the shrimp is good because of what you scallops are good. Yeah. Nobody's eating these things raw, and even when they are, they're adding wasabi and ginger and. Yeah, the cocktail sauce. I think shrimp are great. I don't know. I just I feel like lobster has been brought down, brought down, knocked it down a peg. Yeah, I mean, well, like what kind of what Walmart does to companies is like 
you know, Walmart will go to your, you have a little fabric shop, right? Maybe you make socks, mm-hmm. cute little clever socks, right? I, lo- I do, yeah. Some Walmart buyers, like, these are amazing cute socks. We can market this everywhere. And you're like, great, I would love to sell to Walmart. That sounds amazing for me. I want to sell nationwide. I'm going to make a million dollars. This sounds great. Walmart's like, we're going to help you make, make you great. And so we're going to sell your socks all over the country. How many can you produce? You're like, I could produce 100 socks a day. And they're like, no, 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 no. We need 10,000 socks a day. And you're like, well, I can't do that. And they're like, well, then we're going to walk. Maybe we're going to steal some of your ideas. And I'm sorry this didn't work out. And you're like, no, no, no. I can do 10,000. Hang on. So you borrow. You remortgage your house. You set up another factory. And you get everyone behind. You're like, Walmart's going to buy my socks. I got a contract for 10,000. And you buy all these things. So you set up factories to produce 10,000 pairs of socks, right? A day. A day. Right? Just so Walmart can ship them around the country. And that's great for you and great for them and everything else. Now you're on the line and you're, you produce all these socks. And Walmart says, great. And we're going to pay you X amount of dollars. And you say, no, 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 no. You said you're going to pay me a dollar a sock. And they say, well, we're actually going to pay you 25 cents a sock. And you say, but that's not what we agreed. And they're like, yes, we're renegotiating. That's what we're doing here is now that you can produce. It's like, but I've already leveraged everything I have to produce these 10,000 socks for you. I've made promises and they're like Walmart's like well this is what we're doing and what we're willing to pay for it so we'll go ahead and buy you out so that you're not in debt anymore and you'll be off the hook and you're like well fuck that leaves me with nothing Walmart's like cool well you can keep your nothing and have your debt but this is where we're at so this is why Walmart's an incredibly evil fucking company because that's what they do to all these things those clever little pajamas that you got from Walmart yeah Mm -hmm. that's how they got them so that's what basically happened to the lobster too. Is like, okay, so now the upper, the quote unquote upper middle class can afford all the lobsters. <laughs> now all these people are like, okay, we're gonna buy more fishing boats. We're gonna take all these lobsters. We're gonna run these little fuckers into extinction. Farm them. Farm them out. Kill and them before we, they're now we've got big all enough. these lobsters. Well, now we're, we've got subpar lobsters. Lobsters, yeah. you know, they're old. So we're gonna have cheap lobsters. You can go down to Burgers and Vine and get a lobster put in your uh, Bloody Mary for twenty six dollars. Everyone has a lobster. Lobster in every pot, right? Isn't that what the Truman said? <laughs> is that what, Truman, that what said? That, is that, no, that Truman was turkeys, right? Clinton said a lobster. chicken. Yes, but, but Clinton, Clinton promised said, a lobster in every pot. A lobster on every, <laughs> in every pot? Yes. Um, and Trump came along and said, yes, but Mexico's going to pay for it. <laughs> so we got a whole bunch of assholes <laughs> fucking with us. From every, we're getting it from every end. You know. Oh, man. Um, yeah, so I guess yeah, it's lobsters just not... I get you're right. Everyone's putting it in Bloody Marys, too, and... Mm-hmm. And it's not that that's not even the tasty part of it. Like the I mean, the butter. Like there's no butter yeah. in a bloody Mary. No, so you bite it in this rubbery little claw and you're like, hmm, super underwhelming. Like mm-hmm. glad it only cost me twenty six dollars to find <laughs> that out. But um you have a uh didn't you you have a lobster story, don't you? Lobster story. Didn't you uh, get a lobster for? Oh, I got one for Dre Dre for her yes. birthday. Yes, we murdered that little sucker at yes. Jerry's house. Well, I had a huge crush on her. It was important that she have the lobster that she wanted. Right. So yeah, you brought a live lobster into the house. Yes. Yeah. Did we um, do two of them or just one? I don't. I don't think that I was a part of that. Or no, I was you there. You were there. I remember now. Yes. Megan and Jerry and everyone, yes. everyone was and there. Speaking of which, and I don't know, Jerry said he. Um, he started listening to the podcast <laughs> finally, he? <laughs> and he said, he's like, within two minutes and 44 seconds, I was arguing with Walter already, so <laughs> maybe uh, we'll get him on the, uh, get him on the, on the podcast one of these days to talk. Um, 
But yeah, we, we haven't gone into any canoe stuff. Just sorry. Oh no, I know. We're <laughs> we we're, 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 we're circling okay. back around. Yes, <laughs> it just occurred to me. No, I, it's good. I'm glad you're keeping it on track. So, um, going. Uh, speaking of canoes, um, <laughs> are we going there right now? <laughs> yeah. Why? Well, we, I think we've exhausted the lobster. I don't think there's really much else to say. Yeah, like cooked one for Dre for her birthday. I don't know what birthday that was of hers. I don't but, know either. Yeah. But she got a lobster. But yeah, we cooked them. Put them face down in the water, boiling water. Do they scream or is that just? So a, that's why you put them face down. It's a, you can't hear it. And B. <laughs> yeah, they Jesus. killed them very quickly. Um, but you, but, I've yeah. seen them kill them with the knife in the head too. Yeah. And like, well, what they taught this. us about crabs in culinary school is you. Um, you pull them out of the ice because the ice kind of makes slows down metallic because they're arachnids, they're bugs, mm-hmm. so it slows them down like a fly in the freezer. Mm-hmm. You go to that, some of that point, you wait till their arms start to move. You take the back of your knife and you whack them in this little flappy part. It's basically kicking them in the nuts, and then they go limp. And you take out your shears and you cut off their face, and then you put them into the hot water because it's actually not screaming; it's just the air escaping through the small little breathing holes, which makes a screaming sound. Jesus. It's fucking brutal. <laughs> cut off their face. Yeah. Um, Kick them in the nuts, cut off their face, and throw them in boiling water, and that's how they die. Jesus. And you can't you can't kill them first. You have to cook them live, right? That's the whole deal. I don't know deal. how you would. That's just how we were trained to do it. I mean, I don't know. I don't know where their brain stem is. You're like, because lobsters, yeah, they take the, like the little thing. And I've had chefs tell me like they miss, like because they take these long spikes. And they push it up through the tails while they're still alive to keep the I've tails from those. curling. Mm-hmm. So they're still alive with this shard of wood shoved up their tail. That sounds excruciating. Good lord. Yeah. No, we tortured them a lot before we killed them, for sure. That's sad. So canoes. <laughs> so we got to the canoe. <laughs> so I, I, I'm sure I've Canoeing discussed... in Sun River. Sun River, where yeah. is Sun River? Sun River, so that's like up near Bend, I think. And um, there's a resort up there called Sun River, near Bend. It's not a town. Sun River is a resort. Mm-hmm. And we would go there every year because our parents were all lawyers. so Upper middle class. Right. Yes. So um, <laughs> the lawyers have to do a certain amount of continual education. So they'd go to these seminars to get points to keep their, their law uh, licenses Got in it. order. So, but so then you go to these resorts. So basically, all of your expenses are written off. It's all, you know, expenses for for work. So they take all the families. So all the families are there. There's lots of other kids, and they do dinners every night and all this kind of crap. And they took us on a uh, there was a midnight canoe ride. It was one of these fun things that we're gonna go do. And they put you on this little bus, and they drive you out to the middle of God knows where. It's midnight, right? So it's like 10 o'clock at night or whatever. And pitch black out there. Pitch black. You're, you're in the middle of fucking nowhere. It's like the marshes out in the middle of nowhere. It's summertime, so there's hella mosquitoes. We're covered in that spray, the mosquito spray. Everything smells like crap. Got little life jackets on, and they pile us into these canoes. And the Yates family, I'm sure I've discussed the Yates. They were friends of our family. Mm-hmm. Also, you know, lawyer, we, were, you know, we grew up with them. So they were there. And we got separated from the group. So now here's like almost midnight, whatever, and my mom's like, Richard, where are they? And there's like an elk, some kind of giant creature sort of swimming through the water. And I think somebody was like, oh, no, it's like a, a somebody's going to go look at it. And then like the mothers were like, no, paddle away. Paddle, there's children in the boat. You know, so we start paddling away from this noise because, again, it's pitch black. We you can't, can't see, see what... 
an elk creature Bigfoot, is swimming through the water near a you. crocodile well there's no crocodiles in oregon yeah but. i know somebody said it might be a crocodile but yeah no it's not even possible but so we sw- we get away from that and now we're totally lost we're swimming and now it's like three o'clock in the morning <laughs> and we're cold it's not everyone's funny. everyone's like lost there's just genuine fear in is the there air. food and water with no you? we're on a canoe we were supposed to be out there for like an hour or two and so we who, who was running this the the resort there's I, I don't know who's oh. in charge of this but the guide took everyone back and we just got separated from everyone and, and i don't you're know how old i don't remember 10 12 15 8, 10, 8, 12 no, okay. no, not it was all before 13 but yeah okay so yeah we finally make it back to the dock and of course everyone's there the, the bus is still there they've been waiting for us of course they can't leave without us and they're shivering it's the middle of the night it's freezing we're in the desert and everyone's just like where the fuck have you been and we're like we don't know like what why did you leave us and yeah so that was our canoeing fiasco the schmidt family canoeing fa- fiasco wow well everybody survived right nobody yeah no we i'm still here yeah (laughs) to tell the tale um the midnight canoe ride i do want to talk about this story um about this kid he's a 17 year old boy um and he ate exclusively like well they they checked him out at 14 and his diet was almost exclusively french fries potato chips and white bread and that's it okay milk and no, uh, basically. What liquids? He's I don't know. Probably soda. I don't know water. I didn't say. He saw a doctor at fourteen, and the doctor said you really need to improve your diet. You know this is not okay. Um, and uh, they gave him a B twelve shot, and by seventeen he'd gone blind. Wow! From just eating potato chips. What an idiot! White bread. Well, I don't know. <clears throat> Did they? Were they? Are they positive about him going blind because of his diet? From what I know of the article I read, yes, that was the conclusion that the doctors... So if he eats enough other vegetables, his sight would come back? I don't know. I don't know. I haven't I haven't done any follow-up, but um, I just thought this was, like, terrifying. I mean, yeah. and not... And, and, and I'm not trying to preach to anybody to eat your I vegetables, but... if he had but... had enough... I mean, if he had had milk... I think he'd be okay. Milk, just just a little bit of milk would have done him good. Well, because yeah, I mean, milk and, and milk and potatoes, you can survive on that. So, but survive. Of course, he's still growing. So God knows what he did to his body while it's developing. But so also, I have a friend who's a you know Aaron. She adopted this this young this boy. She, um, well, let's assume that I did. She's she's a friend of ours from Seattle. She's moved back to uh, Louisiana. Yes, 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 yes. Lovely woman. I absolutely love her. I yes. Was reading this thing on Instagram, though, and she was talking about her son's, the snacks available to her son in uh, kindergarten uh, are goldfish, which doesn't really work for her son's vegan diet. Mm-hmm. And immediately, like, I don't want to, I don't, I mean, I was going to write hers, like, what the fuck are you thinking? Like, he's a developing child. Like, you're going to subject him to a vegan diet. Like, are you... Do you know enough about nutrition and safety for a growing child to, to subject him to like a such a low protein? I'm sure you're filling him full of chickpeas and all kinds of other crap, but I feel like a vegan lifestyle is a choice that a person should make. I agree. As omnivores, yes, creatures that we are designed to eat meat mm-hmm. as we are, such as we are, 
I feel like you should just let children develop eating all the things until they're kind of done developing or they can make a weird choice like that for themselves. I mean, I, am I opening a can of worms here? Uh, opening a argument? can of goldfish? No, I, I'm not going to argue with you. I think that everybody it should everybody should make a choice. I believe that there are... Um, um, She's making a very drastic dietary decision for a child that... I, I mean, think again, and, and, and I don't want to cast aspersions on, on the mm-hmm. system or her. Or, I mean, again, I, I love this woman. She's a, she's a dear friend of mine, I think. But she adopted him. So there's no, you know, there's the, the whole medical history. It's not like her, like, oh, my, my you know, father has an allergy. Right. Or a, or a history of cancer or, you know, so there's, they don't have any of that background necessarily for, for, the, for this young man, you know. I just feel like it's extra dangerous. Like I, you know, it's. I I am skeptical of the protein argument that is made. Is that that is the only argument that is made from people who eat meat to people who don't eat meat, and they say, "Where are you getting your protein?" And I feel like this is something that has been learned. Now, again, I'm not. I don't want to argue with you directly. Okay, I'm really not. But this is. I, I'm not disagreeing with you. It's, it is a very common argument. They always say, what is about what? the protein? When I say protein, when I talk about eating meat, it's yes. not just protein's not the only thing you're getting from meat. The iron. Iron, like yes. There's, there's an enormous amount of nutri- nutrients that you're gathering from the flesh of this animal, the blood yes. and everything else, the fat, the skin, yes. everything else. You know, and anemias and all You see, like, vegetarian, vegan people, like, what was that woman? I can't remember her name, but she's like... I'm gonna be the first vegan to uh, to get to the top of Mount Everest, and then she died. Like she didn't make it, folks. So, you know, try again, vegans. So I would like to see a vegan make it to the top of Mount Everest, and then you know what? I'll shut the fuck up. How about that? I'm not. I'm and Is that I'm, fair? I'm. Yes, yes, that's fair. I mean, I I think there are there are other ways to to there are other every vegans coworker who... I've ever had mm-hmm. that's like, oh, I'm a vegetarian. I'm a vegan. They're sick half the time. They don't show up for work. They can't carry a keg. You know, there's all these goddamn problems, and maybe it's just a lifestyle of, oh, I'm a vegan, so I like to make excuses for things. I don't know if it's psychological. I don't know if it's physiological. I don't know what the problem is. But yeah, show me an Iron Man. There are a few, and I, I will, I will show you. I, I will, I'll, I, if I had known we the were going to have this conversation, no, no, um, but because that that man's a fucking, well, he's he's he's, he's one, he is one, but uh, there's there are a lot of people, and you know, I think that I just think that the argument about protein. It seems to be that everybody is an expert on protein, right? Because my the first time I ran away from home as a very small child, I took a jar of Planters peanuts because I knew I was going to need protein. Okay, so I know I know that there's protein in other foods. I just I think if you look at animals like a gorilla and an elephant, mm-hmm. these are some of these are the strongest and the biggest animals mm-hmm. on the planet. Some of them, mm-hmm. and they are completely vegan. You telling me that gorillas are vegan? Yeah. Chimps oftentimes will will cannibalize other chimps when they go to war with other tribes. And so there's some footage out there of chimps like ripping other chimps apart. Mm-hmm. But gorillas, they're they're vegan. Elephants are vegan. They don't eat anything but plants. Elephants, and fruit. sure. But no. I'm, gorillas, yes. Mm, I'm telling you. And I I'm gonna have to look it up before. Okay, I, all right. I that's fine. I, and that's fine. I don't. I don't. It's okay. You don't have to believe me. They so, have like huge canine insides. Like what are those for? Tearing apart leaves. The they. I think it's like the the branches and the tusks, or not the tusks, but the husks of whatever they eat out there in the jungle. They don't eat meat. You don't sound sure. I don't know. They don't eat meat. I don't know what their tea. I don't know about their 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 dental uh, gear, but 
I'm just saying is, I don't know about this child, and I think there are there are ways that you can eat. I think there's a lot of undereducated meat eaters. I think there's a lot of undereducated vegans and vegetarians. Mm-hmm. I think if you want to eat a certain way, that yes, you should be aware of the macronutrients you are taking in every single day. When you say to me, how are you getting your protein? And I'm like, well, I'm going to go get a dozen eggs. I don't have a problem with eggs. Well, and <laughs> No. I'm well, when like, I said that, you were like, you're going to get your eggs. And I was like, how are you getting? You're like, oh, yeah, I'm, I'm not. <laughs> I'm like, well, I'm joking. I know. You're like, I'm going to stay away from protein. I'm like, well, you tell that to the guy you're getting your eggs from. There's a fair amount of protein in yeah, eggs. Yeah, I'm going to cook the protein out. It's how vegans, I cook them. Yeah, no. cook the protein out of the egg. Yeah, that's what you said. And, you know, I think that ultimately at some point I will probably give up eggs and I will learn. It's and of fe- the flask opening up just so everyone's aware. <laughs> yes. This conversation is driving me to drink. <laughs> So I just think that there are a myriad of ways to get the nutrients that one needs. Absolutely. That's and why I, we I, have so many things to eat. Yes. And so I In this garden of Eden that is our planet. I have... Amen. Until we sin enough that God kicks us off of it. Yeah. Until we melt it and set it on fire. But, That's right. So yeah, I've got a couple cans of tuna fish Apple. too. Yeah. Apples? Well, it's just the, the... Oh, the brand. Apple. Well, there's that and there's like the whole snake and the apple and the... Yes. The knowledge. So we eat the tree of knowledge and then we get kicked out of Eden. Maybe Earth is Eden. And I would I would I would love to come back and, and you know, do a little more research but and I have, have a little more in depth conversation. Well, I mean we all have to go at some point, don't we? I mean <clears throat> party doesn't last forever. But I just think that being educated about it, and you're right, I mean, there are the protein that you get from meat is much more dense than in plants some plants you know yeah i'm sure there are plants that you can get a lot more protein than a steak i'm sure of it i mean like there's some super like soy and other plants out there that broccoli is really high as well i know also they have a lot of iron green Spinach. vegetables have a lot of iron yeah. so i mean and so one of the ways that i will this doesn't this is not necessarily i guess this is this this is the uh the vegan argument but episode but i i pack a fucking blender full of kale and spinach and I whip it up with whatever else I got and I throw a banana in there. So I'm eating like the first thing that I'm getting in the morning is like, like five. Yes, basically, actually I am. That's that's funny you say that. <laughs> so I put like five cups of spinach and, and kale. Well, I'll, I'm, I'm working on that. I got to... Gotta... Gorillas don't. No, they don't. They have a completely different physiology. I'm trying to be more of a gazelle, Walter. Yeah, they get eaten, <laughs> just so you know. They don't, they don't make it to the end of the story. <laughs> You want to be predator, not prey? Uh, oh, you want to be prey, not predator? I'm just trying to be lighter. But, so I think that there's something to be said for that. It's how you ingest it. Because no, I don't sit down and eat five cups of spinach. I put it in the blender so I can get it down easier. Mm-hmm. You know? And there's also, I mean, we walk past... You want past... my mom's recipe for spinach souffle? It's really great. Sure. Um, Gloria, if you're out there, yeah, please hit us up on Facebook. I would love to uh, get the recipe for spinach souffle. Dude, it's the best. It's really good. I just think there's lots of different ways, Walter, and I don't judge anybody for and anything. I agree with you, but meat is the easiest way, and it's delicious. I would agree that it's delicious. I would agree that it's probably easiest. I think there are some social. Yeah, uh, I've got a I've got a bunch of bologna in my fridge. You go home. And you've definitely sandwich. got a bunch of bologna. That's for sure. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's like the safest meat there is. 
Speaking of this uh, argument, I have one last thing I wanted to um, talk to you about. In our, oh, is this just in? This just in. Um, in in fake news uh, or not fake news, fake meat news. Mm, fake meat news. Um, did I tell you about the? Uh, so we've talked about the Impossible Burger. We did. Or the Beyond Burger, and so they did um, Beyond Chicken at KFC. Okay. <laughs> so it's fried chicken, but it's I've not had fake chicken at the right. At the place, yeah, um, in the bowl, yeah, and they sold out in five hours. So I, I think there's a, I think there's a, an interest, and I think there's, a, um, I feel like what they need to start doing, a is desire, just stop telling people, just yeah, do it, and just be like a year later, be like, by the way, we haven't served real chicken in a year, so you guys love our shit so much, congratulations, mm-hmm. you're a fan, and I think you know, and it's not, I don't think it's any healthier this deep fried. Um, What's well, I mean? I think it's definitely plant-based healthier. protein. Well, I mean, because along with the meat, it's not just protein and all the good nutrients. There's also hormones and fucked up things that they put, you know, to make these animals bigger. Like it's farmed animals. Yes. They put a lot of messed up stuff in there to make more productivity. Like the, the yes. old joke about the three-legged chicken. You know, mm-hmm. you know, you get a chicken, you want a leg, and your wife wants a leg, and say so you have a guest, and they want a leg. Like, what are you gonna do? So you raise these three-legged chickens. No? That's the joke. Well. the <laughs> What's the joke? The joke is the guy's driving on the road. Okay. And there's a chicken. It says there's a sign that says chicken farm four miles ahead. And he's looking out his window and he sees this chicken like running next to his car. He's going like fifty miles an hour. He's like, that's weird. So he goes a little faster. And the chicken's like keeping right up with him. It's like, this is really weird. So he goes seventy five miles an hour. And this chicken's like right up there with him. There's a couple of chickens that are all running next to him. There's like a flock of chickens. He's going like 85, 90, 100 miles an hour down the road. Coming up on this chicken farm, he's like, screeched through all. He's like, this is insane. These chickens are running insanely fast. And he looks down, like, they all have three legs. That's how they're running so fast. He goes inside. He's talking to the, the farmer. He's like, what's going on? He's like, yeah, I bred them all with three legs. He's like, why would you do that? That's completely crazy. He's like, yeah, you know, you, you have dinner. You want, you want a leg, and your wife wants a leg, and so you have a guest. And guest wants a leg. Everyone gets a leg. That's the punchline? Yeah. And I don't know. It was I was a little kid once and I don't know where I heard that joke or why I've retained it this long or maybe there's more to it. Maybe I read it in a Playboy magazine. I don't know. I don't honestly know where I think it came you from. Did. I think it was from seventy eight, November. Paul Reiser Paul Reiser, uh, yeah. Interview exactly. joke. Eighty three, yeah, exactly. Uh, I love those interviews, man. It sounds like a bad Paul Reiser joke. They they joke about people keeping those magazines or reading those magazines for the interviews, but seriously. That's what you you're all about. I love them. Playboy interviews. I don't think Playboy puts nude women in their magazines anymore. They don't need to. That's not yeah. why anybody reads it. Um, so speaking of chickens, and you know, <clears throat> have you heard about this Popeyes chicken sandwich? That it's like again sold out, crazy. Everyone's going fucking nuts. There's like lines, and people can't you're get it. With the non-chicken. No, this that was KFC. Oh, okay. So I mean, there were, there's that Impossible Chicken or the Beyond Chicken, but this was the. Um, these people, they everyone's going crazy for this chicken sandwich. You haven't heard about At this? Popeyes? No. Yeah. Oh. I've never been to a Popeyes. Actually, I don't know. Time I went to one in Silverton. That was a long story. Go ahead. Oh, t- was it? No. Just that. Just that it's this insane thing, and they're running out of chicken sandwiches, and they're running out of. They they don't it's they a nice can't problem keep up. To have, I guess for a company, I guess you know. Yeah. Although people are also working like eleven-hour shifts and sixty hours a week, and trying to provide all these trying tickets. to provide chicken sandwiches because everyone's going nuts. It's like the What's internet. On it? Is it spicy? What's... I think it's just a spicy chicken sandwich on a bun with some pickles and a little sauce. Well, I know sauce. I can't get enough of the, you know, I get the, um, the Jack of the Box spicy chicken sandwich. Mm-hmm. I always fucking want to put cheese on it. I always have to ask him not to. It's never spicy enough. 
So you like it spicy? A little bit. A little bit more spicy. I don't can like you, it too hot, but... Can you tell me about this Popeyes in Silverton? Well, so going to Silverton was like a whole... That, that was the... It's like the only reason I know what what and where Silverton is because there's a fair there's a first American title out there. So what is like, that? The first American title is a title company. It's title title like a, a, a I don't know what real this estate is. State title. Company. Okay. I don't really know what they do. I thought they were banks at first, but I they don't. Have, it's not a bank. So um, when I was working for their architectural firm, we got the contract to do to redo all the first American titles throughout. Washington, Oregon, Idaho, Northern California. So Gary and I ended up driving to all these mm-hmm. insane places because they had a format. They had a certain footprint they wanted, like the color scheme and everything. They all had to match. They had, you know, it's a corporation. They had to like look the same. And we were a very small firm. Like it's just us. And I had to do all the drawings. So I had to go with him to do the measurements. And sometimes they had spiral staircases like behind a wall, and I had to like. <clears throat> Map it all out because they didn't have nobody had any drawings for the existing situation. And we're they gonna, just were gone. Yeah, they're all in buildings. They've been there forever. So I had to go make existing drawings for all these places, and then we had to change them. So Gary would be like, "Okay, so we're, everyone, you walk in, they're all gonna have the same counter. Like they wanted all of them to look the same." So we ended up in Silverton, and I think that's why we went to Popeyes. I think it was like the only thing open. Like we're like starving, <clears> so we had to like drive through Popeyes. Everything else was closed. Didn't get the spicy chicken. I think I got the, uh, not chicken nuggets. It's like a little bite-sized thing. But... Popcorn shrimp? No, yeah. that's popcorn chicken? I don't know. Yeah, it was popcorn chicken, basically. It was like yeah. popcorn. Maybe I got the shrimp. I don't know if they even have shrimp there. I think so. It's yeah, like it a Louisiana a thing. Ago. Yeah. But anyhow, so yeah, the chicken. Silverton drawing <clears throat> first American title. And that was one of the ones that kind of fucked with me because it's a different county. It was in King County. So. Mm-hmm. You do things like, didn't I already talk about the GFI pins at Kirkland? You did, yeah. Yeah, same thing. So, like, I would get, then I learned the lesson, like, oh, make the pins this way. And they're like, no, no, we require these slight changes to the drawings. So it was a county thing. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, Popeye's chicken, Beyond chicken, three-legged chickens. If I ever open a chicken place, it's going to call three-legged chicken. How about that? (laughs) Do you think that's good marketing? I don't know. We'll see what happens. Come on in to three-legged chicken. We got a leg for everyone. Got a leg for everyone. There's a lobster in every pot and a leg for everyone. That's right. A leg for every chicken. It's John. Lobster in every pot and a leg for every chicken. It's John. Thank you for listening to Gluten Is Not Your Problem. Send your ideas, comments, and questions to glutenisnotyourproblem at gmail.com. We'll see you next time. Johnny.